We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 28th, 2013. And today's pretty much kind of a, you know, in a way it's a dedicated study regarding uh, Obama, Planned Parenthood, abortion, uh, this Kermit Gosnell devil that um, has been in the news a lot lately. Uh, pretty much we're going to be focusing in on that today and a lot of Bible intermingled, commingled with the study to kind of really verify and back up what the, the points we're trying to make here. So, going straight into the study, just starting out with some Bible verses. Psalm 97.10 Ye that love the Lord, hate evil. So that's just a byproduct. If you love the Lord, you're, you're supposed to hate evil. Period. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He deliver them out of the hand of the wicked. So, loving the Lord and hating evil go actually hand in hand. And then also, there's Im- Im- implications here of God's protection and deliverance. Because when you love the Lord, you hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. And he delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. If you love the wicked, God's not going to deliver you out of the hand of the wicked. In other words, it doesn't make sense. Proverbs 1 verse 10, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Now, the reason I'm going over some of these verses, we're going to relate all this to abortion. Okay? Killing of babies, essentially. If sinners entice thee, entice thee, consent thou not, meaning don't go with them. If they say, come with us, and let us lay wait for blood. This is essentially what goes on at an abortion clinic every day. They're laying wait for blood. Every appointment where they're going to sacrifice a baby to whatever devil god they worship, whether it's the god of self, whether it's the god of money or mammon, whether it's Molech, Chemosh, Lilith, Artemis, whatever god they're sacrificing this baby to, they are laying in wait for blood, and then it says, let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. And that's what they're doing. They're laying wait for innocent blood without cause. It's not like the baby did them wrong. Yeah, that baby in the womb, it did me wrong. So I'm going to have to abort it. No, they're innocent. It's without cause. They just do it because they're wicked and evil. And then it says, next verse, Let us swallow them up alive as the grave, and whole, and as they that go down into the pit. That's what needs to happen to the wicked. Okay? Those that cannot be saved, those that are irredeemable, Those that are just wicked by nature. Remember, the Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. They're vessels of wrath fitted or prepared ahead of time for God's destruction, as the Bible says in Hebrews. I'm not talking about people that can be saved. I'm talking about people that are just wicked. God hath created all things for himself, yea, even the wicked, for the day of destruction. Now, those aren't verses you're going to hear in many churches, but... That's the, that's, this is what needs to happen to them. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave. Well, they kill babies when they're alive, don't they? And whole as those that go down to the pit. And I'm not talking about going around and, and killing people. I'm talking about letting God do that. Praying for God's judgment on the wicked. Like the Bible talks about in Psalm 64. I did a whole study on that. In precatory prayers, Psalm 64. Just key in Psalm at contendingfortruth.com. If you want to hear that. The, that concept totally changed my life for the better. And now, in today's day and age, there's more wicked people on this planet than probably the world's ever known. Even was even that was in Noah's day. I think the population's higher. Everywhere you turn, it's just getting more and more and more wicked by the day. And because the church as a whole has kind of been gelded, through the 501c3 corporate tax exemption and through them using corrupt Bible versions, etc., etc. 
They're not praying for things like this. Praying for more money to come in. <laughs> you know? Let us have a bigger church. Let's have a bigger build. Oh yeah, that's real biblical. Let us come into further compliance with the government. Preach Romans 13. Do whatever the government tells you to do, regardless of if it contradicts the word of God. Let us yoke up the go- through the government, through our clergy response teams, through FEMA and Homeland Security, which they've already done. Take your vaccinations. Let gaze into the clergy. Embrace the homosexual lifestyle. It's all good. It's all biblical. We need to be tolerant and politically correct. Well, that type of church, God's not going to hear their prayer. And they're totally powerless and impotent. Essentially. That's what we're dealing with here. So because the church doesn't pray like this at all anymore, God's hand doesn't move. And wickedness abounds. Not saying he couldn't intervene. Not saying he doesn't in select cases. But when God judges wickedness, good things always happen in the Bible. People get saved. People get right. The wicked are not allowed to continue in wickedness, thus further perpetuating their wicked ways and taking more people to hell with them. All good. But not politically correct. Going to verse 15, My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path, meaning the wicked. We're not supposed to be buddy-buddies with people that are wicked. Yoking up with them, buddy-buddies, you know. Next verse, For their feet run to evil, and make haste to shed blood. Like when when the abortion doctor runs to the next room so he can abort the next baby. And the nurses follow them. Their feet are running to evil and they're making haste. They're, they're wanting haste, like I want to do this quickly. I want to make sure I get to this wickedness so I can commit it quickly. So I can shed this innocent blood. Proverbs 13.9 The light of the righteous rejoiceth, but the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Amen. Regarding the wicked, Isaiah 59.7 says, Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Very much so like the verses I just read. To shed innocent blood. Not just blood, but innocent blood. See, to Satan, that's much more satanically precious. The ideal sacrifice being the, the younger, the better. An infant. They make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity or of sin. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. That's the only fruit they can produce is wickedness. Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. In other words, the net that they've hid to destroy the righteous, let them be taken in their own net. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. Destroy thou them. That's what the Bible says. Destroy thou them, O God. If it be possible, I pray their soul be saved. That's between them and God. But if they can't be, Micah 3.2 Who hate the good... And love the evil. They hate the good. And they love the evil. Who pluck off their skin from off them. And their flesh from off their bones. What? Like an abortion provider slash slash butcher would do to an innocent baby? They pluck off their skin from off them and their flesh from off their bones? Yeah, kind of like that. Exactly. First story, Obama says to Planned Parenthood, abortion foes want to return you to the 1950s. President Barack Obama vowed Friday to join Planned Planned Parenthood in fighting against what he said are efforts by states to turn women's health, women's health, back to the 1950s. 
before the Supreme Court legalized abortion nationwide and singled out the GOP-governed states of North Dakota and Mississippi for criticism. He said, quote, When politicians try to turn Planned Parenthood into a punching bag, they're not just talking about you, Obama said. They're talking about the millions of women who you serve. End of quote. The millions of women Planned Parenthood serves. The only thing Planned Parenthood serves is Satan. That's it. There's there's no other thing they serve. They serve Satan. The most cherished thing for Satan is a baby sacrificed in the womb. Probably would be the, the highest sacrifice you could do to Satan. Not even, not even birthed yet, but in the womb. Poor Planned Parenthood. They're, they're, they've been turned into a punching bag by us terrible, conservative, evil, right-wing Christians. Planned Parenthood. The millions of women who you serve This fork-tongued devil from the pit of hell known as Barack Obama. I never see anything quite like him as far as a president goes in America. And he says they want to turn everything back to the 1950s. Obama asserted that an assault on women's rights is underway across the country. A woman's right to kill their baby. You're right, Obama. You're absolutely right. There is an assault on a woman's right to kill her own baby. And what in God's green earth is this world coming to when that happens? I'll tell you. With bills introduced in more than 40 states to limit or ban abortion or restrict access to birth control or other services. And as I've said before, uh, just key in contraception or birth control in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Most birth control methods involve abortion. The pill, the patch, the IUD, all of those methods are abortifactive. Meaning, you can have a fertilized egg, but it has nowhere to implant into. An IUD irritates the lining of the uterus, which disallows implementation into the uterus. The pill and the patch create an environment in the uterus that is also non-conducive for a fertilized egg to implant itself in the uterus. Therefore, it's abortifactive as well. Now, I would almost guarantee you, not almost, guarantee you that there's been far more abortions of babies from birth control than there will ever be from Planned Parenthood. Because far greater numbers of women have been on birth control methods for years and years and years. It's not like, and I'm not endorsing condoms, but it's not like a condom that would actually prevent it from ever from you from ever conceiving. These are things that allow conception, the pill, the patch, the IUD, and then abort the baby. It's all by design. The Illuminati has devised these birth control methods to work in that exact way so that you and your baby are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You may have used these methods for years. You may have aborted who knows how many babies. I guarantee you there's women that have aborted dozens of babies and they don't even know it. They've been on birth control for years. Potentially one every month. Or God forbid, if there was twins at certain months. I mean, I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth. Galatians 4.16. Just being honest. I'm not saying it's because I think I'm Mr. Perfect, or I'm better, or I'm Mr. Wonderful. I'm just telling you because I didn't know this for a long time either. Until I researched it. And then the obvious came out about this. I'm like, oh my word, this is... Women don't know this. Why aren't the pastors teaching this in the churches? You ever heard of, of 
sermon preached on this, you can go against abortion all day long, but far greater numbers have been killed from just the pill, the patch, and the IUD. You combine all those numbers, guaranteed. Most women, I mean, it takes a lot for a woman, I would imagine, to finally get them to where they would actually literally go to an abortion doctor and abort their baby. Then, not only that, but the RU486 or those morning after pills. How many babies have, have that terminated? Where they didn't actually have to um, go get a procedure done. How many millions there? We're not even counting those. See, God knows all this. God knows the exact numbers. Just like he knows the hairs, the number of hairs on our head. He knows all of these numbers. And of all things that we could possibly do, I think this is the greatest abomination. There's all kind of current events going on right now. And I've been putting out more newsletters lately than I've ever put out, I think, ever. Because I can't cover it all. I can't cover all the current events anymore. There's no way. It's just too much. Too voluminous. Not to say I'm going to give up on that. But I, I saw this this week and I had been compiling some information about this. And I said, you know, I've already put out newsletters on all the current events this week. I'm going to concentrate on this this week. Because I think in God's eyes, regardless of what may be coming down the pike and all the foreboding things, which is how a harbinger of God's judgment that this country so richly deserves, this is most likely the greatest thing that God is concerned about. Regardless of what's going on around us, this thing here, human sacrifice of infants in the womb, or shortly thereafter born, is, I think, the greatest abomination in the Bible. And the Bible says that their innocent blood cries out from the land. And that eventually the land will vomiteth out her inhabitants when this continues to take place. And the church and the vast majority of those that would call themselves Christians, I'm not talking about my listeners, but the vast majority of people that would call themselves Christians have totally left this battlefield or never been on it. So, when we see all the things that are getting dark and evil and wickedness by the day... We can look at this one issue alone to understand why God would be permitting that to happen. I understand it lines up with the Bible. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. We're going to go into a time, you know, where the falling away of the church, and then that wicked will be revealed according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And it says, For this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness in this exact time frame. So all this lines up with the Bible. But we still need to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and have no fellowship with them. A lot of times we don't know what the unfruitful works of darkness are. Like the whole abortion, the whole birth control thing I just mentioned. Most women are totally clueless about it. And they're never going to hear that from their pastors. Most of them. Most pastors don't even know it. And if they would, they wouldn't want to say anything anyway because it'd be maybe not popular, politically incorrect. They wouldn't want to, you know, whatever. And I'm not want to speak for all pastors and demonize all of them. I'm just saying. I'm talking about the vast majority out there. Particularly 501c3. Corporate ilk pastors. Anyway. So, Obama has asserted that there is an assault on women's rights to kill their own baby. And it's underway across the country. And bills introduced in more than 40 states to limit or ban abortion or restrict access to birth control or other services. Which is a good thing. Wonderful thing. I'm glad that's happening. The fact, then he goes on to say, the fact is, after, after decades of progress, well, satanic progress, I guess, yeah, there are still those who want to turn back the clock to policies more suited to the 1950s than the 21st century. That what he's talking about is before Roe versus Wade. Because for him, that had to be just a watershed event for, for him. For Obama. I mean, just a wonderful thing that happened there. How he would view that. He goes on to say, And they've been involved in an orchestrated and historic effort to roll back basic rights when it comes to women's 
health. Women's health. Because abortions are so good for a woman's health. Best thing you could do for your own health. Absolutely. How could anybody argue with that? Even though it's a proven fact that when you get an abortion, it's a statistical fact that I went into uh, not too long ago with the Susan G. Komen exposing them. Those devils from the pits of hell. Key and Komen in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. They go out of their way to hide the fact that women who have had previous abortions have, I don't even know how many times it is, an increased risk of breast cancer once you get an abortion. You think any of that might have to do with you bringing a curse on yourself by getting the abortion? Spiritual implication? I'm sure there's a physiological reason as well. That's just one of the types of cancer it increases. It's a statistical fact that Susan G. Komen beyond totally ignores. They will, they will never acknowledge any of that. All you need to do is get more mammograms and more radical mastectomies and, and more and more and more medical because that's worked so well for women. We're, I mean, just unbelievable. That's just a tip of the iceberg of what those, those devils have done. Susan G. Komen. So when it comes to women's health, and, and what about the health of the baby? It, it turns out always good for the baby when the baby gets aborted. Right? I mean, it's all chopped up and, 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 and kill the baby. It's good for the baby's health. Good for the woman's health. And her mental health, too. Because that's a proven statistical fact. The shattered lives, not only of the baby itself, but the mother... And those surrounding it, I mean, if the man had any kind of conscience, it came to his senses after a while. Sometimes they don't know, sometimes they do, sometimes they encourage, sometimes it's the woman. It just depends on the situation. But it's a good way to totally wreck and ruin your life. So, this fork-tongued devil from the pit of hell, Obama, has the audacity to talk about rolling back basic rights when it comes to women's health. Basically everything, as I've said in the past, that comes out of his mouth is just a lie. He, it's just like he's incapable of doing anything good. It's just, it's just in, he's incapable of it. Because he is so of his father, the devil, and of his lust and of his works, he will do. And his father, the devil, was alive from the beginning. And he's just, you know, he's a chip off the old block. Last month, North Dakota Republican Governor Jack DeLamprey signed a law that bans abortions as early as six weeks. Or when a fetal heartbeat is actually detected. Making the state the most restrictive in the nation when it, in which to get this procedure. Obama said a woman may not even know that she's pregnant. At six weeks. So in other words, it's not fair because she might not have even known. If she would have known, she would have aborted her baby, of course. But she might not even know. So she needs to have that that option past six weeks. Obama, going all the way back from when he was a senator till now, has been the most pro-abortion politician, I believe, ever on record. Essentially, at that high a level. Most pro-abortion senator ever on record has voted before, I got into this before, that if, if the child is, if the abortion is botched and the child is delivered, survives the procedure, that they should kill it, kill the baby once it's been delivered. Well, I've always said that's the way it should be anyway. You should have to bring the baby to full term, deliver it, and then the mother and the father should be allowed in the room by themselves, and they have to collectively chop the baby's head off with um, some type of implement. Or kill it. They should be have to do that. If they're going to go through with this, they should be forced to do that. Isn't that much fair for the baby? You know how many more babies would live if that was the case? You know how many people would not go through with it? But see, when it's done and you know you might be anesthetized and, and you're maybe twilight or whatever, sleep, whatever they're going to do. Maybe you're not that. I don't know. 
and the and the doctor's doing it in the darkness of the womb when you don't have to see it, or maybe hear the baby cry, it's much more palatable that way. The womb worldwide is the most statistically the most dangerous place you could possibly be on the planet. Worldwide. They've done the statistics on the African American races. Over 50% of those pregnancies end up in abortion in America. That's why Planned Parenthood was started. It was a eugenics program with Margaret Sanger, who was buddy buddies with Hitler, and I don't mean that like figuratively. I mean that they were pen pals praising each other. That's why it was started. To eliminate the black races originally. And it still has that very much as its, as its agenda, that most of the um, Planned Parenthood places uh, are in areas where there's uh, heavily black populations, low minority in particular. I'm not, I'm not being prejudiced, I'm just stating statistical facts that I've cited over and over before. It's about depopulation. It's about eugenics. It is about killing and doing it and having them come out smelling like a rose, like they're doing society some big, gigantic favor. It's all about the Illuminati. It's all about Satan wanting to kill, steal, and destroy. It's what he does. It's all it's ever been about. More than a year ago in Mississippi, a personhood ballot initiative that would have defined life as the beginning at fertilization was defeated by 58% of the voters in November of 2011. The same election in which the staunch abortion opponent, Phil Bryant, a Republican, was elected governor. Bryant had campaigned for the initiative. Abortion opponents are expected to soon begin a signature drive to get a similar initiative on the ballot 2014 or 2015. The president lauded Planned Parenthood's early, nearly 100 years of providing cancer screenings, contraception, and other health services for women, and assured those fighting to protect abortion rights that they have an ally in him. He says, quote, you've got a president who's going to be right there with you, fighting every step of the way, Obama said. May God rain down his fury on Obama and all his handlers and all his ilk. Baby murdering slime buckets of the lowest order, or of the highest order, really. Next report, Obama to Planned Parenthood. You're making me blush. During a speech this morning, Planned Parenthood, at the Planned Parenthood Gala, President Obama vowed he would never allow Republicans to cut taxpayer funds for the abortion provider. Never. He says, quote, if there's one thing the past few years have shown is that Planned Parenthood isn't going anywhere. Oh, they're, they're, they're going to go down, guaranteed. It might not be till Jesus Christ comes back, but they will go down into the pit of hell where they belong. Obama said as the crowd cheered, he said, quote, it's not going anywhere today. It's not going anywhere tomorrow. Obama was widely received by the audience when he entered the room, who is the first sitting president ever to address the nation's largest abortion provider. First sitting president ever to do this. This just happened. What does that say about where the Illuminati is at on its timetable agenda? Where Satan is at on its timetable agenda? When they give the green light to a sitting U.S. president to physically go to a Planned Parenthood convention slash gala and go there and just praise and heap all of these things on probably, arguably, the most wicked organization on the planet. I don't know of an organization that more serves Satan's agenda than, than Planned Parenthood. Because again, it doesn't get much worse than child sacrifice. Doesn't really get much worse, as far as I can see. 
And then he says, Obama, everybody sit down. Obama said sheepishly. You're making me blush. I mean, these are quotes I'm talking here. You're making me blush. Isn't that special? I mean, a real hallmark moment there. In the latest annual report for fiscal year 2011-2012, Planned Parenthood revealed that it performed 333,964 abortions in 2011 alone. Almost 334,000 abortions in 2011 alone. Now, we all talk about Roe versus Wade since then. 60,000, or I mean, yeah, however many abortions. Not 60, I'm sorry, but you, you know those numbers that we've all heard. Well, they're doing 334,000 in just one year alone. Wow. I'm sorry, it was like 50 to 60 to 70 million when you hear the statistics. This was a record year for the organization. Now this is what they're admitting to. What are the real numbers? What are the numbers when you add up all the babies that are aborted through contraception? The type that like that I mentioned, pill patch, IUD. What about those? What about ones that are off the books? Say cash money, abortion doctors, Nobody needs to know about this. Who knows? Is it any wonder that wickedness seems like it's just increasing by the minute? When you do this, you literally... It's like you're cursing the land. You're inviting devils and demons into our plane of existence. You're welcoming welcoming them. This is why... High-level witchcraft practitioners, or even low-level, anyone that that participate in sacrifice, whether they call themselves white, gray, or black witches, whatever. This is why they do what they do. They're invoking the power of devils to come and operate in our plane of existence to get them whatever they want. An occultic abortion provider really has it great because they're not only making money, but they're also actually um, using all of these human sacrifices to accomplish whatever they're trying to accomplish from a witchcraft standpoint. And as I've said before, witchcraft will be the backbone of the coming one world religion. And it will be the power thereby which the Antichrist and the false prophet will be able to deceive the whole world through lying signs and wonders and miracles. And the Bible is very clear on that. There's no greater way to strengthen your, quote, magic, your spell, whatever you're trying to do as a witch, than to perform a sacrifice of a baby. There's no great more powerful thing you could do. Just to bring this into perspective and to tie this together. I've done a whole teaching on that that I give you the link for. And it's coming up here in a little bit. Proverbs 6.16 says, Six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue. Now think about Obama as I go through these. Proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among the brethren. My comment? Congratulations, Obama. You fit every category of this to a T. You are the most vile, reprehensible, degenerate, perverse, slimy, demon-possessed president this country has ever known. You make your father Satan blush with prideful, satanic glee over how wickedly well you have turned out. 
unless you can be saved, may you and all your wicked ilk burn in hell, white hot, you murdering devil. Regarding the wicked, the Bible says, Psalm 11 verse 5, The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Oh no, God loves everybody. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Bible says God hates the wicked. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and an horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. No, that's how God feels about the wicked. And he is the same today, yesterday, and forever. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked, for the day of evil. Proverbs 16.4 Job 21.30 That the wicked is reserved to the day of destruction, they shall be brought forth to the day of wrath. Psalm 7.11 God judgeth the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. Next verse. If he turn not, in other words, if God doesn't turn from judging the wicked, he will wet his sword, he hath bent his bow, and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He, he ordained his arrows against the persecutors. Psalm 64, 7. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow, the wicked. Suddenly they shall be wounded. So, they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. People like Obama and these other people that are constantly talking about killing innocent babies, what needs to happen is their own tongue needs to fall upon themselves. God, in, I, I just pray God, in his mercy, would do this. In his mercy to the innocent babies who need to be defended. That's who we need to be concerned about. Not Obama and not the wicked committing more wicked atrocities by the day. So they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away. And all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him. And all the upright in heart shall glory. So again, when God judges wickedness, good things always happen. Next report, Obama to Planned Parenthood. God bless you. That's what he said to him. During his speech to Planned Parenthood, and here, here is a picture of him speaking, you even have to see the Planned Parenthood background in back of him. This is the gala that he just spoke at. During his speech to Planned Parenthood abortion business today, President Barack Obama asked God to bless the number one abortion performer in the world. This is how evil and demon-possessed this man is. Here's how he ended the speech. Quote, As long as we've got to fight to make sure women have access to quality, affordable health care, and as long as we've got to fight to protect a woman's right to make her own choices about her own health, I want you to know that you've got a president who's going to be right there with you, fighting every step of the way. Thank you, Planned Parenthood. God bless you. End of quote. See, it'd be, I mean, could you just imagine if he, while he was saying this, that all of a sudden his tongue started to turn black and rot out of his maggot-infested head, and then God just consumed him in a, like a pillar of fire come down out of heaven? Do you know how many people get saved if that happened? I'm not talking about a man doing it. I'm talking about God doing it. The God of the universe. Do you know how many people get saved if they saw that? Do you know how many less abortions would happen instantly from that point forward? Even if Planned Parenthood, even if the people in it are still pure wickedness. They would think twice about going to work the next day 
and fulfilling the satanic agenda if they saw this happen to somebody like him. I'm just saying, possibility, if that were to happen. What do you think? He tells Planned Parenthood, God bless you. Incomprehensible. Beyond incomprehensible. I believe there's coming a day when God does start to judge in this way. But judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. So he might start with the preachers first and then move out to people like Obama. I don't know. His ways are not our ways. I'm not going to second guess God or question him. I'm just saying. I know that when God judges wickedness, good things always happen from a biblical standpoint. Period. Every time in the Bible. Next report. Obama gave a speech to Planned Parenthood abortion business today in which he ignored the national attention-getting murder trial of abortion practitioner Kermit Gosnell. Gosnell is on trial for brutally killing babies after, after a live birth abortion process in which they were fully birthed and then killed in a procedure that involves snipping their spinal cords in their neck and spinal cords with scissors. But see, Obama's not going to talk about that. No, that doesn't exist. Oh, he knows it exists. And I'm sure it fills him with just satanic joy that Gosnell did these things. But he's not going to put a spotlight on it because that would be bad for business. Next report, the six degrees of evil of Kermit Gosnell links to Planned Parenthood and Obama. While the abortion industry, beginning with Planned Parenthood, is reluctant to admit that they've ever even heard of Kermit Gosnell, President Obama gives no hint he might even ever loosen his embrace of Planned Parenthood, which is now aborting over 333,000 babies a year. Obama loves Planned Parenthood, which is the leader of an industry that shoveled almost as much money into his election coffers as it did bodies of the dead babies into garbage containers. See, the love of money is the root of all evil. They've, they've been his biggest fan. Just like the homosexuals, the bisexuals, the trans, whatever. Look at who gives Obama money. The most wicked, vile, evil organizations on the planet want to make sure he stays in office. I mean, that's all you really need to know. I mean, you know, that's where his main support's coming from. Deuteronomy 27.25 says, Cursed be he that taketh reward to slay an innocent person. I found that one. I really digged a lot for these verses that I'm giving you. Cursed be he that taketh reward to slay an innocent person. Who was one of Obama's main contributors to his re-election? Planned Parenthood. He's taken a reward, Obama, to slay innocent babies. Cursed be he. If, If... If he's not cursed, I don't know who is. You couldn't do anything more to bring curses on yourself than Obama's doing. Obama had defensible reasons not to appear at Planned Parenthood. Their time to care, Gala. These maggots have the audacity to label their Planned Parenthood Gala as the, quote, time to care. Yeah, time to care about killing babies. I am just so sick of 
all of their hypocrisy. All of their lies. I just pray to God in the name of Jesus Christ that all their wicked, evil, fork-tongue lies be exposed and that they be exposed and that they're not allowed to continue and prosper in wickedness anymore. All this time, when he stayed... When he state when states are adopting new restrictions on abortion, and abortion doctor Kermit Gosnell is facing criminal charges for conduct of, in the Philadelphia clinic. He said, in other words, Obama said all of these um, things during this time. So whether it's Obama's joined at the hip relationship with Planned Parenthood and or gratitude for their contributions. Obama was there today in full rhetorical overdrive, and like almost the entire media, Obama probably believes Planned Parenthood won't pay any price. Any price for the alleged alleged, uh, murders perpetuated by Gosnell. Well, they're not alleged, they are. Or the hideous conditions prosecutors and a grand jury say were standard fare at Gosnell's West Philadelphia Women's Medical Society. They insist their hands are clean. Oh, yeah, right. When they plunge into hell, they're going to realize that their hands are never, ever going to be clean and never were clean. They insist their hands are clean, though, in a manner of satanic speaking. Next report. Gosnell's House of Whores, the logical result of legalized abortion. Here is Gosnell's, Kermit Gosnell's satanic fruit. Just a little bit of it. 47 preborn infants stored in cat food containers. Venereal diseases spread with dirty instruments reused among patients. 15-year-olds administering anesthesia. Live babies struggling in toilets for their life. They, they would put them in the toilet so they would, you know, drown. Left to die. Jumping as their spinal cords are snipped with scissors while they're alive, after they've been delivered. Women dying with their organs perforated. For mothers and babies alike, the stories emerging from Gosnell's trial are bloody, dark, and remorseful. A repudiation of what health and happiness should be. Moreover, lawlessness and not a set of pro-life laws is what gave birth to Gosnell's crimes. And that spirit of lawlessness, of no limits, no scruples, dates back to the period before Roe versus Wade. It reminded me of that verse in the Bible, 1 Timothy 1.9, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man. Now, these would be righteous, just laws. A righteous man is going to, by nature, follow righteous, just laws. Just Their conscience is going to dictate that. In other words, you have a conscience as a righteous person, okay? That the law is not made for the righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient. Remember, they were just talking about lawlessness. For the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy. This is why righteous laws are made. For murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers. For manslayers. God knows all of that. What do you mean? Well, don't you think, this guy's been doing this for decades and decades and decades. A lot of the babies that would have lived would be fathers by now. A lot of those babies would have been mothers by now. But he murdered them before they were ever even out of the womb. Think about that. The law is not made for a righteous man, but for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers and for manslayers. That totally describes Gosnell and Obama because he's enabled all this to happen. Or a lot of it. Never been more pro-death which is what they are. They're not, they're not pro-choice. They're pro-death. That's all they are. Anyway, I wanted to throw that Bible verse in there because it seemed pertinent to that point they were trying to make. Tim Carney of the Washington Examiner has laid out in detail, and there's a link to this, how Gosnell was vaulted into public view in 1972 through his involvement in another gruesome spectacle, the Mother's Day Massacre. 
I didn't know about this. 1972, the Mother's Day Massacre. Okay, you want more detail? There's a link here. It's on page 6 of the PDF for this teaching. In uh, What was the Mother's Day Massacre of 1972? Most people don't know this. I didn't either. In full view of public television cameras, Gosnell brought 15 low-income Chicago women to Philadelphia to undergo second trimester abortions induced by inserting a mass of razor-sharp plastic coils into their wombs. He did this on TV? I guess. In full view of public television cameras? He did this on TV? Fifteen women? To undergo second trimester abortions induced by inserting a mass of razor-sharp plastic coils into their wombs? I'm not making this stuff up. Where was the church then? I, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I just can't conceive of this. The so-called supercoil method was the invention of Harvey Carmen, an ex-con with a diploma mill PhD, who was the darling of international Planned Parenthood. Sounded like a great guy. This was the so-called supercoil, which is where they inserted a mass of razor-sharp plastic coils into their wombs. Sounds like some kind of medieval death torture device. That Gosnell was able to participate in a highly publicized event that left nine of these 15 women with major medical complications and suffer no penalty, Gosnell suffered no penalty, was a harbinger of the path he would take over the next four decades. That's why they said he's, his whole career was launched in a spirit of lawlessness. And he was allowed to continue to do this for four decades. Incomprehensible. This is from Don Boy's newest article he just wrote. He says, it's entitled, Baby in the Toilet Means America is in the Toilet. It was revealed in the murder trial of abortionist Kermit Gosnell that the late-term baby survived a botched abortion and was swimming in a toilet and trying to get out. Quote, trying to get out. An assistant killer then took the very large baby out of the toilet and snipped the back of its neck while the mother was still in the room. The bloody barbarian baby butcher sarcastically said that the baby was big enough that it could walk to the store or to the bus stop. Man, I tell you, you can do something like that. You, you are far gone. You are really stinking far gone. Talk about having your conscience seared with a hot iron. Talk about being turned over to a reprobate mind. Don Boys goes on to say, I'd like to see that doctor in his white jacket with his stethoscope dangling from his neck Walk up 13 steps to the gallows, literally. There was a testimony that the abortionist had snipped the spinal cords of about 10 babies who survived the abortion procedure. As I reconsider my previous statement, I would like to see him walk up the steps to the gallows 10 different times. What about, how about he walks up the step to the gallows every single time for every single abortion he's ever done. Because that's what hell is. Hell is repetition. Hell is repetition. Dr. Gosnell, Obama, and all you wicked devils from the pits of hell. Your day's coming. Your day's coming. 
Guaranteed. They will, they're going to have to repeat and repeat and repeat over and over for all eternity until they're then cast into the lake of fire. Their wicked, evil acts. Except they're going to be on the receiving end this time. That abortion clinic went 17 years without an inspection. Gosnells. 17 years. Does anyone think that a Christian school or daycare would be treated so gently? Surely only a mentally and morally challenged Planned Parenthood person would suggest that there is a moral equivalence to a Christian school and an abortion clinic. Congresswoman Marsha Blackburn, Republican of Tennessee, has submitted a bill to stop funding a Planned Parenthood, the biggest provider of abortions in America. She reports that every 94 seconds, Planned Parenthood performs an abortion. And that amount of time, and in that amount of time, they also take in over $1,600 in federal taxpayer money. Because this is our tax dollars at work. 1600 bucks every 94 seconds. What's the fruit? One baby dead every 94 seconds. But they rake in another 1600 If that's not about the most wicked thing you've ever heard, I, I mean, it... That's your, that's money's your and mine, yours and mine, and that makes us enablers of the white-coated killers. One of the shocking things about this whole mess is that the mass media refused to even cover the story, of course. It doesn't serve their agenda. All the cover-up in Boston, all the cover-up in San Diego, all the cover-up in Aurora. Those are just some of the recent ones. All of it is just, all the mainstream media is is a constant, constant cover-up. They're just there to perpetuate lies and to deceive you. In my opinion, everyone in this sorry, sword, sinful mess is complicit to murder. Not manslaughter, not accidental death, not wrongful death, but murder. And in any society that permits such atrocities is violent, vile, and vicious. No one can defend such heartless slaughter. But they try. In fact, some people tell us abortion is an act of compassion since an unnecessary and unwanted child will also grow up unloved. Well, I'd rather be unwanted and unloved than unalive. We are told that unborn babies are the only are only fetal tissue, so fetuses really aren't pers- persons, and that the mother has a right to reproductive freedom, and that it is un-American and inhumane to insist that she keep an unwanted, unplanned, and maybe unhealthy child. After all, this is America, and a woman has rights, you know. But who will speak up for the innocent children who can't speak for themselves? What about their rights? Doesn't the child have the simple right to at least live? But evidently, according to the pro-death crowd, a woman must have the right to choose to kill the baby in her womb. She can also exercise her choice by saying no before she slips in between the sheets with another man. Oh, she couldn't help herself. That's why the Bible says the people in this in this time frame we're going into will be incontinent. And that doesn't mean they're going to go around wearing Depends diapers. That means they're not able to control themselves. And the women will, will, will be without natural affection. I'm not talking to, to my listeners. I'm talking about women in general. They're without natural affection. This is without natural affection taken to the 100th degree. If, you're, if you can go kill your baby and do it over and over, because I've known women in the past, and this was the, this was their chosen method of birth control, abortion. That's how they, they mean, they didn't do anything else. They just aborted the baby. Like before I was saved. Well, that's without natural affection. Talk about something that is going to curse you and harden you and sear your conscience with a hot iron and ruin you. So, hold on, I'm getting 
getting ahead of myself here. While the activities of board-certified killers are abhorrent, when they snip the necks of newborn babies or suck out their brains, like in the uh, third trimester, partial birth, birth abortion, where they actually deliver the baby into the birth canal and then puncture the back of the skull and suck the baby's brains out in the birth canal. They See, that's okay. That's legal. Partial birth abortion. I'm, I'm not saying, I don't think it's illegal in every state, but it has been. So, this is just as abhorrent and permanent when they kill a baby only a few weeks after conception, though. Don't be misled and overwhelmed by the horror of the babies who survive abortion and are murdered by baby butchers. Babies in the womb have as much of a right as do birth babies. In other words, all the babies that are aborted like early on. And again, okay, <laughs> we start talking about that, then let's talk about the morning after pill. Let's talk about all the abortions caused by the pill, the patch, IUD, and those types of devices. Which probably far far outnumbers anything they do in a, a procedure they do in a uh, in a um, medical office. How many times does that outnumber it? I don't know. But it's got to be staggering. Next report. Abortion clinic suggests flushing the baby down the toilet if born alive. I just got this today. In a new undercover investigative video, you can watch the video. I, I, I don't have a lot of stomach to watch a lot of these things. But in this new investigative video, a staffer at an abortion clinic in Bronx, New York, is shown on film telling a customer to flush the body of the baby born alive following a failed abortion, to flush it down the toilet. The video shows how the kinds of gruesome, late-term, and live abortions done at abortion practitioner Kermit Gosnell's House of Whores abortion clinic are not limited to his abortion facility alone. The pro-life group Live Action Today released an undercover video of an abortion counselor at a clinic uh, describing in gruesome detail what is done with a baby that survives an abortion attempt. This is the first in a series of videos Live Action will release. And there's a link to it here on page 7 of the PDF. And it will show a number of late-term abortion clinics engaging in illegal and inhumane practices as well as explaining in explicit detail what happens to the victims of late-term abortions. You have to understand, if you work at one of these places, your paycheck is pure blood money. Pure blood money. Pure cursed blood money. And if you work for one of these butchers, you have to understand, there's a ton of witchcraft that is going on that you may or may not be aware of surrounding these sacrifices of babies. There's the greed and the money motivation, but then there's also all the devils and demons you are literally invoking into this plane of existence when you work at one of these places. If, if your eyes were open, your spiritual eyes were open, and you saw all the devils and demons operating in an abortion clinic, these people would probably all die of just the fear of what is actually going on on a spiritual level at one of these places. That would be a tremendous motivator as well. And when you work in a place like that, you're going to become just like Satan. You may have went in there with whatever intentions, thinking whatever you think. I'm not talking to my listeners. I'm talking about somebody potentially. At, and then you will change. You might have went in there thinking you're doing humanity some great service. And then you're going to become more and more like your father the devil the longer you stay there. The longer you collect those blood money paychecks. Dr. Kermit Gosnell is not an aberration, said Leah Rose, founder and president of Live Action. The gruesome and brutal practices exposed at Gosnell's House of Horrors are business as usual for the abortion industry in America. Nationwide, it's just another day at the office. Now, I give you a link here to my teaching I did called Massacre of Innocence, the Occult Roots of Abortion from 2007. And just to read a line here, 
In this teaching, we will be looking at the occult roots of abortion, with, little, with the little-known historical facts about abortion and how they relate to witchcraft and modern-day feminism. So I get more into the witchcraft aspect of it in that teaching. Um, oh boy. I'm going to probably stop here, and we're going to go to part two next, and uh, we'll see how far we can get. So God bless you, and we'll see you in part two. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.